from the third floor of the HC building, it's live from AC Second. Here with a summer movie post hoc wrap up shenanigan yeah i think this is maybe like the most anticipated podcast we've done in a while because a lot of anticipated people anticipated by you well no <laughs> specifically <laughs> chris many people are saying when are we going to hear about what happened with the summer movie pod oh it happened it's, it's yeah. true i have heard that a couple of times yeah. yeah so joining me not in my office for the first time but joining me adjacent to sam mulberry's office is uh sam mulberry <laughs> and mitchell Crum. and sam what are we doing up here in the uh not the AC second floor. Yeah, and I would say it, uh, you might notice a, a different uh, quality to the, the audio recording. I'm not saying it's better. Hopefully good. but <laughs> it, it, it might be worse this time around just because I'm still learning how to do this. But we, we got a new studio, Chris. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so get some, get some gear. Yeah, so we, tech. we got a grant to um, kind of upgrade what we're using to record. So we have some new mics. We have a board. We're no I'm, longer using a phonograph. That's true. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm uh, currently trying to learn how to use the board, and okay. so there are. Um, yeah. So this one might sound. If this one sounds a little weird, I apologize because, like, I literally opened the box yesterday, and I thought, well, this will be fun to at least just play with. But I want to tell you this story about um, about not opening the box, but the the night that followed opening the box. Because this, I had I had something that <laughs> Did happened. Did you release a demon in the world? <laughs> in, in a way, I had something that happened that was uh, I don't remember having happened since childhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when you were a kid and you probably had a bedtime for this story? Yeah, so you're, sure. So you're sure. you're young enough to have a bedtime and you get a new toy, or for me it was more like a new video game. Yeah. And like you got to open it, you got to play it, but then bedtime came. And the whole night, all you did was dream about that video game, and like, and dream about what you were going to do and playing. Do you guys have? I I'm a very vivid dreamer, so so I dreamt all I dreamt about last night was like <laughs> plugging things into a board, and it wasn't. Wow, that sounds like a nightmare. It wasn't a bad dream, but that was the dream that I had last night. Was now we, we you and I have talked off air about this before, but you have very motivated dreams, like. Yes, uh, yeah, they're very clear what they're about. Yes. They're clear what they're about, and you're doing something, dare I say, productive often. I'm, an acti- I'm active in my dreams, yes. Right. Yes, yes. I'm, that's not usually the case for me in my dreams. Uh, <laughs> so I know what that says about you and I, but I'm glad you were able to pre-program the board whilst dreaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, well, that's what the dream was. It, it was kind of excited. Uh, okay, do, you, do we want to go deep into my dreams for a second here? Oh, what, let, a childhood dream. How, how Freudian are we going here? Oh, it's not weird. Okay, that's cool. Um, but, it, but, it, but it was like one of my, it's not an earliest dream because this is probably like 86 or 87. So I was like nine or 10 years old. But the, uh, we had a Nintendo growing up. Um, we had had one for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And, the game that I most wanted to own was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I, des- I desperately wanted Great to own game. it because I love my favorite stand up video game of all time, like in an arcade. Do I have to explain what a stand up video game is? I, I hope not. So, my like arcade video game was yeah. the original Punch Out. <laughs> yeah, it's, sure. It's, I, I wonder what it would cost to buy that now. I would love to own that. That would be a, you wouldn't want it because it's, it's probably huge. a collector's item, so yeah. probably more it's, expensive than you'd think. Yeah, but I, this is my favorite game. And then when I realized there was a version of Punch Out you could own, I um, I dreamt about owning that game for probably a year and a half. Wow! Because like, they're expensive. Like, I, yeah. And I, and the dreams would always be things like, I didn't, I had never played it, 
like I would go, we would go to Walmart, which is where we'd have to drive to a different town, but that's where we would buy stuff, right? Yeah. And Walmart had a Nintendo set up that you could like try out games on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it had a certain number of games. And sure. Punch Out was one of them. And the dream was, I had never played it. The dream was I kept going to Walmart and I'd be waiting in line so I could play, so I'd have to watch other kids play. And I always never got to play. Something Ooh. always happened. I would sure. get, it would finally be my turn and my parents would come or I would wake up. Like, or I would get to the start screen, and I could never get to the actual oh, game. this sounds awful. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but then I eventually got Punch-Out! and loved it. Okay, so, yeah. good. Yeah. All right. That's my dream. Sorry. That's my dream story. Um, I, this, and this is, a, this is true of me playing video games as a kid a lot, I was oftentimes the, um, uh, the corner coach, or to use the boxing reference, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the, the <laughs> yeah. corner man, or I was the, the outside consultant. A lot of my friends had game systems. I remember Grant Manser had Punch-Out!, and so I, was I know the, Grant Manser. You don't know Grant I don't know Grant Manser. Manser. Uh, <laughs> but I was, uh, Grant was playing. It was his game, right? Uh-huh. And he was playing. But I was like the guy who was like watching the patterns and trying to figure out the pattern of the other mm-hmm. boxer and like basically backseat driving, um, which when you were that age, it was, was like, cooperative was, gaming. Was like, that was like co-op gaming and that, yeah. was, that was totally acceptable. Be like, hey, have you tried this? Play about this thing. So uh, I remember doing that with, with Grant. I remember uh, doing the same thing with Final Fantasy with Chad Jackson. Yeah, I yeah. love the whole concept of you'd play a video game with someone and like you didn't have to be ever touch the controller. Like you were, you guys were problem solving together, and I exactly. love that. Zelda was a great game with that. Remember the King's mm. Quest games? Those yes. were the epitome of doing yeah, that. Yeah. This is not what we got together. To no, talk it's about. not. <laughs> but Mitch, do you have any video game memories you want to share from childhood before we? Uh... Uh, I didn't have any gaming systems growing up, so really? yeah. So was I that didn't... a religious thing? Um, I don't know. If <laughs> I'm it... Sorry, is that a bad question? No. Well, <laughs> at, at Bethel, it's a fair question, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, no, it wasn't strictly religious it was my we actually didn't grow up with tv so i didn't have a tv so we couldn't have a gaming system um since we didn't have a tv we did have computers so i had computer games um um i played i played x-wing things like that so i don't know if i did a lot of cooperative gaming though um kind of what we would do though i guess is we would get together the, the the thing that was closest to that for us was we would get together and because we were so limited, we would just like be taking turns. We'd like set the timer for like thirty minutes and like swap oh, okay. out. Like, okay, you're playing, you're flying a mission. Now you're flying a mission. Now you're flying a mission. <laughs> so, um, so in that way, I guess we had some of that. But yeah, um, it's, yeah. Unfortunately, I just a quick. Did you find Punch Out? It looked like it looked like there were maybe some collectors editions available for several thousand dollars. Oh, um, okay. So yeah. Okay. You, you, so, so for reference, you can get a, a decent looking Donkey Kong machine for uh, eighteen hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. So, I saw I saw a Punch Out for like thirty five hundred. I think. Yeah. So, so what I need to do then? I actually don't want to own this. I want to have a friend who owns it, and I want right. to go to their house and play. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that was right. that was the best. Yeah. One summer, I got blisters on my fingers from playing. Like wow. Yeah, like, I loved it that much. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I mean, you had to pay to play, and I, that's how much I loved it. Right. Yeah. But like, I would be sweating because like it was it was intense. <laughs> I loved it. I'm a, I'm a nerd. Um, speaking of being a nerd, movies. Chris, summer. Movie nerds. So if you uh, are an avid listener to this podcast channel, you know the three of us gathered in May. And we took a, um, a forward look at everything that was going to be coming out in theaters this summer. And Professor Mulberry, uh, being the uh, expert prognosticator that he is, set some over-unders on the Rotten Tomatoes score for 28 movies this summer. He pitched those movies to us. He pitched the over-unders. 
uh, or push the over under score, the break even score. And then uh, Professor uh, Crum and I, we took the overs and the unders. And we invited other people to play along with us. And surprise, surprise, people actually did. Yeah, I think we had yeah. nine contestants uh, overall. So right. that was that was really exciting. Should we uh, should we go through the leaderboard um, from bottom to you top? You know what? I think, wanna, I, wait I think I'd be just. Uh, do we need to talk about? Do we need to clear up any other uh, mythological issues before we dive into the? Scores? I don't think so. I don't know. It's. Uh, I, I. Well, I will say. So three of the people were my family. We took a, a road trip right after we did this pod, and we listened to it, and uh, and my kids and my wife each chimed in with their over unders that I wrote down, and then um, and then inserted here. So the, I will say, as a family, we were tracking Rotten Tomato scores all summer because of this, and it was it was there were some great moments. I mean, for example, my son was was not happy that uh, that Mamma Mia did relatively well because I had put that number low. Just on principle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, that's true. But I put that number low, and I think it was the case, and, and as um, as people who work in political science and to yes. think about surveys and things like that, mm-hmm. like if I set the number, so I set that number at 33. Mm-hmm. So right. the, ri- the original was at 55. I set it at 33, and I feel like me having that low of opinion forced everyone to go under because I think only... Twenty percent of the people went over on that. Yeah. Can I go a little bit nerdy on that? Please do. There's, no, this is why we're here. Yeah. There's a psychological phenomenon there known as anchoring and adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the classic experiment is to ask students to think about their birthday, which obviously is a number somewhere between uh, uh, one and thirty-one, right? Mm-hmm. And then to ask them um, to guess how many countries are in Africa, and uh, over a course of a large sample of people, especially people who are not well informed about geography, your uh, your the, the, your birthday is highly correlated with how many countries you think are in Africa. People right. born later in the month tend to think there's a lot more countries in Africa because you're thinking of a base number. You're thinking there. of a base number that's bigger, and then you adjust away from that. So okay, so I want to get into like the sabermetrics of this game because we're <laughs> going to play this again next year. So mm-hmm. what I'm curious about is so when I say 33, I mean if. All things being equal, you should always go over because there's, if you're not thinking about what the movie is, you're right. just there's a lot more. If I said there's a generic movie, I'm saying the over under at 33. Then I, yeah, you ought to go over. So what I'm wondering right. is, would that have been a better move if we if you did that every time this summer? If you ignored the movie, I, I should have run this number before we did it, but that would be interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into that because that'd be interesting to think about. See, I would actually I haven't run the numbers. My hypothesis would be that this is not a normal distribution. Sure, a normal yeah. distribution would would suggest that the, the, there's a highest number of movies are exactly at fifty, and then right, the, ta- right, right. the tails right. fall and off. And that's not what it looks like. Although there, what's right. interesting is this summer to last summer. Uh, if you look at, I have the 2017 tab on this this spreadsheet. If you look at last summer, I felt like there was a lot more highs and lows, and there wasn't many in that 40 50 range. Right. There were a lot more 40 50. There was a lot more coin flip movies this summer. Okay. Which uh, which is pretty interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. So did anybody? Did you guys see any movies this summer? I saw. I saw almost no movies this summer. Um, I'm still in the midst of of having small children. Um, we saw, we saw, I saw, as I'm looking down through the list here, I saw a couple of these movies. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. I saw, did we have Solo on here? No, because we did this, right, Solo was basically coming right out after. when we did okay. this. Yeah. Yeah. That, wow, that's depressing. That might be the only one that I saw this summer. Just not a good <laughs> So you didn't see Incredibles? Films. My my whole family did except for me. That's I was the boat that I'm can I can I can I get ready for? Do you have your trombone sound ready? Uh, yes. My <laughs> entire family saw The Incredibles while I was skyping into a Bethel University budget committee meeting. Wow, that sounds about right. Man. Yeah, that that's, was my summer. That's fair. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, glancing at the thing, I saw, I saw, I did, I also saw Solo, of course. Um, but then I saw Ocean's Eight and Incredibles, and um, my wife and I just went to see Crazy Rich Asians okay. last last. You week. got her to go. I got her to go. So How was, was it? It was great, actually. Um, it's one. It, it it deserves all of the great reviews it's getting. Um, and in fact, I'm looking, I'm glancing here. What I think the so the over under you the over you have on here is at 93. I think last I checked it was at 96. So it's actually come I up. Yesterday, you should so, yesterday. Oh, okay, yeah. so maybe it's come yeah. down then from what yeah. I saw. Anyway, regardless, it's super high and it deserves every every bit of it. It is great on a lot of levels. So that leads me to wonder, Mitch. Did you say over or under ninety? If I put the over under at ninety, Mitch. What uh, did I'm you do? pretty sure I went. Uh, I'm pretty sure I went under. How, how are you feeling about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling bad in general. This so. might be a theme. In, so in, in, yes. Although I, I should admit, I also went under on uh, your ninety. So yeah. we both missed on crazy yes. rich Asians. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I, so, so I think we should go. I don't think either of you. I tried to get one of you or both of you to pick what we called a Dunkirk, which is like a movie you were planting right. your flag on. Right. Yeah. I had one, and then Crazy Rich Asians was sort of a second that I was yeah. pretty adamant about. Yeah, your um, your Dunkirk was um, sorry, sorry to, bother, to bother you, which also took the over. So I put both of those at ninety, and yeah. they were both over. And I couldn't yeah. convince many people to go with me on either of those. Although yeah. I went with you, and sorry to bother you because um, I could I could see that glint in your eye, and you usually have a <laughs> you have a nose for that that yeah. that movie that that kind of hipster high quality movie of the summer. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I jumped on the over for sorry to bother you. So yeah. I, I did pick up a win for that one. So before we dive into the the numbers um, and, and and the the scoreboard for this, yes. I'm, I'm sort of curious. Without looking at the Rotten Tomato scores, is there anything this summer that felt like the uh, movie of the summer that sort of bubbled up to that? Um, that kind of dominated the. I feel like Crazy Rich Asians towards the end. Yeah, Crazy Rich there was Asians. a lot of conversation. Yeah. Right, about it, right, yeah. right. I, um, I guess maybe it's just uh, the circles I fly in, but I felt, I, I did feel like Incredibles actually got a lot of play. I think everyone was sort of nervous, at least again, and sure. even in the, even on the radio stuff that I was listening to, like people were nervous. It was going to sort of like mess up the legacy of the first one and it didn't. So I think a lot of people were, were pretty excited about it. I, so I, I, I heard a lot about that one. Um, beyond that, uh, it's sort of, funny. I, I mean, yeah, there's not that, that many. No, there wasn't something that dominated dominated in the way that some movies did in the previous year. Yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout uh, really kind of captured a, a, a good few weeks of the summer, I think. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't something that entered the zeitgeist. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the highest score of the movie. The 28 movies we looked at, the highest score was, was Mission Impossible Fallout. It was 97. Right. Yeah. Um, and there were, there were plenty of movies in that 90s range. But, um, yeah, it's, it was so, sort of an interesting summer that way. Like, I kept waiting for... Like the big thing. Well, we did, things like we didn't have a Christopher Nolan movie that he often or at times can do. They did that with The Dark Knight. With do we have Inception. a Spielberg movie? Um, Not really. No, no, I don't think so. Um, we had a couple. We had Marvel contributions. We had Pixar contributions. We had a lot of uh, continuing series of various sorts. Mm-hmm. E, a continuing EP. Right. Um, IP. Sorry. Right. E, extended play mm-hmm. or intellectual property. <laughs> That's right. Intellectual property. Um, but here's the other thing that I feel good about. Last year, we kind of missed even calling out a few of the movies that were big movies. We just right. didn't talk about them. I don't feel like there's a big movie that we just missed talking about. Not really, year. no. No, I think mm-hmm. they, they mostly showed up here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, should we, can we go to the leaderboard, Chris, just to <laughs> talk about that? Or do you want to... I suppose. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. So, uh, is this is this one of those where we... Uh, 
we only talk about the people who did well, or do we, do we want to talk about the whole leaderboard and let everybody know? Or, <laughs> well, I let's let's. I think we need to have some accountability at least in the room. Okay. Yes, we can. Yeah, we can definitely start with Chris and I. So, so all right, I'll, we can start with me. That's fine. So, how did our so defending I, cr- I crashed and burned Sh- this year? Defending <laughs> champion from last year, uh, yeah, Mitch Crum. Yeah, I, I completely lost. So, out of everybody who is on the board, I only got fifty percent correct. And I was looking at it. I was kind of trying to think about like what did I do wrong in preparation here, and I. I was looking at I only chose so there's 28 movies I only chose over on six movies so mm-hmm. in some ways my choices I do feel like almost were sort of the coin flip mm-hmm. it's sort of like because I was so dominant on the one side I think that really sort of messed messed me up in that way um, so if I if I if I had is, that, is it fair to say that you were bearish on this uh, movie I guess market? yeah I was looking at these and I think or yeah. he thought I was bullish, one of the two. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, there were, there were just a number of these. I, I guess I just underestimated sort of how well-received a lot of these continuing things would be. Because I, I kept hearing, like, you know, I think what I was thinking at the time was I was like, this is something that's another continuing thing. It's not going to do very well. And so I just was constantly feeling mm-hmm. underwhelmed by uh, the things coming. And so, yeah. Well, and I will say, I think I definitely had a lot of sort of wishful thinking when I would, we, we talked about Mamma Mia, but other things like I kind of want some of these big franchises to, to not do as well. <laughs> so I'm sure I push, I, I tend to talk about sequel fatigue. You and I both yeah. talked about that. Right. It doesn't, it's not a thing. Like clearly this, people right. still like to go to see Ant-Man and the Wasp and right. those types of things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So maybe it's more of my own bias. I mean, because I, I think I even talked on it last time. Like, I'm I'm very tired of the Marvel universe. I feel very much fatigued by that. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So I think I think that was I think that was one of my big mistakes was uh, was was not being optimistic enough. And uh, and not only that, of course, uh, it, part part of this is guessing anyway. So. Right. 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 <laughs> did any were there any movies that surprised you either by how well they did or how poorly they did and it might doesn't even need to be that they did really poorly but you thought they were going to be considerably higher and a couple of movies well, i have a couple of questions first yeah um, a couple of movies that we we talked about uh ended up kind of falling out of the data a little bit so Gotti just didn't premiere right no 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 Gotti actually got a zero <laughs> Gotti got a zero it did yeah. i've been tracking that all summer hoping it would stay at zero <laughs> that so, one's really a zero that movie wow. came out yeah it's a thing you could watch, <laughs> which I plan to at some point. Wow, man. Maybe we should watch it I, I did get that um, one right. So if you're looking for something that, that where, where I got it right and Chris got it wrong, that's one right there. But to be fair, didn't you guys no, have to the, stick I with your the decisions? I on that as well. Before? Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, how, about, how about The Hustle? The Hustle got pushed to next year. Okay. Yeah, just like Gotti was in last year's and got pushed to this mm-hmm. year. Um, the, so that's not a good sign. So if next yes. year we do this and the hustle's in it, go under. Whatever I say, go under because it's not a good you sign. You should send it like four and see that's if right. you get somebody. <laughs> if I put it at 20, where would you go? Oh, man. man I don't know. You know. I don't remember what the yeah. who the people in There's the a number of movies in here in the teens, right? Uh, action points in the teens. I felt really – I felt great about going under on that one. Well, I think, okay, um, it's, it's worth – action point is it, – it, there, there's two movies that stand out in terms of everybody got this right. So 100% of you, all of you, I put the, I put action point at 45. So I didn't put it high. Right. But everybody went hard under on that mm-hmm. and uh and 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 they were right because that was at a uh a, well, 14. Right. <laughs> the other one that everyone got right was um this is a movie I barely remember coming out called The Darkest Minds. I put that at 60 and it was a 17. Cool. So that was a, a way way under. 
I think the the thing that those two movies had in common is the way you described the premise. The premise itself was so utterly off-putting yeah. that mm. I couldn't imagine yeah. a good movie coming out of that premise. Yeah, I will say that the, the, the there were a couple movies that, that I thought were going to be better. I was surprised. Um, so Disney's Christopher Robin came in at an under. I put it at 87 Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised that it was under, but I'm it was a 70. I thought that I thought a movie like that in a summer with where the Pixar movie came out early mm-hmm. that there, that that would be something that would um, be it may, maybe it wasn't enough of a kids movie to I don't know but yeah. like, but I, I just assumed that was going to be better than it was uh, right. in terms of the score. Well, and that and and one of my few overs was that one. So yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what movie, actually you know what movie bums me out because I love the premise of it. And I didn't see it, obviously, but there's a huge discrepancy between what we said it was going to be and the actual I think we're thinking about the same movie. Is the Happy Time Murders. Yeah, and, and, okay, and, and if we go back to, I don't know how well you remember the conversation we had, we talked about there's a, there are a handful of female-fronted movies. Right. And the fear was that... Central Bullock and Ocean's 8. Yep, and then um, yeah. The Spy Who Dumped Me was another one. Right. Kate McKinnon and... Um, Mila Kunis, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about is there going to is this going to be one of those narratives where there's a, could only be one sort of female fronted movie, like the Highlander, <laughs> right, right. And 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 I thought, well, Melissa McCarthy usually like lands up and and like the premise sounded funny. It you know it had it had Muppets but kind of adult and it was like yeah. And it apparently was just awful. Apparently, the, I, everything I heard is that the the idea was good. Even the puppets were good, but the execution as, of the movie as a whole was not. So, so can I float an idea mm-hmm. to you? And Please do. We're not, we're not the watch. We're not movie critics. <laughs> we're not Alan Steppenwall. Have we firmly established that Melissa McCarthy can't be um, the lead actress? That she needs to be in a uh, supporting role. Wasn't she? Wasn't she lead in in some of those movies? I mean, she she's was. Been a, she was been a lead in a lot of movies, and those movies have systematically not done. But a movie well. like The Heat, wasn't she a co lead? But that wasn't. That? A, but that wasn't. That movie didn't do very well. The movie did really well. Did it really? Oh yeah, in terms of money, for sure. But I also think. Let me. You t- you talk. I'm going to look up the sure. Story. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm going sort of sort of like Ghostbusters, and then there was a movie. I can't. Which I can't remember the name. So of tell it. me where you would put the over or the uh, the Rotten Tomato score on the Heat. What's your guess? Gonna be? And I'll take over. <laughs> um, I'll put it. At, I'll put it just under fresh at 55. I th- I think I'm going to win this. Okay. But sure. You talk. I'm going to look this up. Okay. The other movie that surprised me is uh, we uh, the the disappointment of Sicario: Day of the Soldado. Mm, yeah, um, I believe that's the um, that that was a movie that was that Sicario was well into the nineties, and you set the over under at eighty, and the RT score for the the um, came in at first Day of the Soldado at sixty three, so that was a pretty sharp fall off. From like the '93 that the first movie yeah, was. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So it's, it's it's 65 for the heat. Okay. So over, I got the over, but not in. The, I I thought it was going to be like an 85. So okay. Okay. Made a lot of money though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, I I really I'm not throwing shade at Melissa McCarthy. I really like Melissa McCarthy, but she seems the movies where she is part of an ensemble seem to succeed. And the movies were that she's sort of. But the, didn't you throw Ghostbusters into that? But she. But have you seen? Have you seen Ghostbusters? No, no. It's really not an, an ensemble. Oh really? Okay. Uh, in the same way that Bill Murray really stands out in the original Ghostbusters, that's the role that Melissa McCarthy fills. In. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm not ready to make any claims about her career because I'm. 
not familiar enough with her. Like, I can name movies she's been in. I haven't seen enough of them to, like, want to, like, throw dirt on her career and bury her. So I'll let you do that. That sounds like you're ready to do that. We're getting close. Okay. We're getting close. Tammy was another movie where she was the headliner and just it yeah. really bombed. Wait till she reads the spec script that I wrote for her, though. Okay. Like, well, we're going to turn <laughs> this around. Okay. Sounds good. What was the worst movie on, on the list? Like, what movie did uh, did the worst according to the actual I score? Think Slender Man. Oh, was a seven. That's reassuring. Yeah. Thanks, people. And I think America. we talked. We, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, I think most. 70% of, of uh, contestants got that right. And I think everyone, I mean, I think I remember you guys saying you just sort of hope it doesn't because it, it's, yeah. it's pretty icky to think about. So, yeah. 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 Um, anything else jump out at you? Oh, actually, one, what, and forgive me, what was the movie? It was another horror movie. That's what Slender made me think of. There was a very, there was a movie that captured the zeitgeist. There was a horror movie. For um, it may have been before before May. The Quiet Place is that what you're thinking? Of, Not or? the Quiet Place. Oh, but that's a good question too. Like those came out before. That came out. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. yeah. That was moving. like probably March, yeah. February, March. Yeah. Okay. In oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like uh, they're all adjectives now. It's like insidious, nefarious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, malevolent. I don't know. I think I know the movie you're talking about, but yeah, that wasn't um, that didn't make it okay. into our list. All right. Because I, I mean, I just was just guessing as I looked at summer movies. So sure. Um, okay. Um, so, um, Dr. Crumb gets about as good as a monkey throwing a dart at a dartboard. Yep. Uh, but the monkey has to be good enough to get the dart to the dartboard. Which at he least did. Which he did. <laughs> right. I did a little bit better, which I redeemed myself from the previous year. So we kind of flipped spots because I was pretty Basically, objectively yeah. bad last yeah. year. And uh, put my head down this year. And uh, I would say last year. Yeah, last year Mitch was at 63%. Chris, you were at 56%. Okay. So this year Mitch is at 50 Chris, you came in at 79%. Yeah. Uh, correct on the over-unders. I'm going to do all the football speak now. You ready? Please we, do it. We just put our heads down. We tried to execute. <laughs> uh, we kept did, in our, We stayed in our lane. Did we, you plan we, your we, execution we, and execute your plan? We executed our plan. And we, we you know, we thought we kept, we kept. We thought about our roles. <laughs> we relied on our teammates. We trusted. And, you know, we, we just pulled it through. Took and one we, movie at a time. One movie at a time. And looking forward to next week. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> um uh, uh, in terms of our listeners, our listeners rounded out the uh, the top three. Eric Magnuson was in second with uh, twenty. I'm not surprised. Eric Magnuson, hi Eric, is my former TA and actually pays more attention to the movie industry than almost anybody. I remember I know. take this the right way, Eric. I remember being a little frightened when I talked with him about movies. Like <laughs> he would go deep into the like crew on movies. Yeah. And like oh, this person was the second unit director. He would he know he would know who's catering the movie. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was uh, intimidated and, by and that. And how that would impact the success right. of the movie. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of carbs in the, on that uh, craft services table. That's right. It's and then, really slow him down. And then uh, Marissa Tillman uh, Hi, came Marissa. in third with uh, with 19 out of 28. So those yeah. are our that's our top three. Nice. Um, so, and I think she was one of the few people who joined me in Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. I think. Uh, yeah, that was just a miss. I, we should have gone over on that. There were only a couple people. Yeah, she was one of the folks who um, who went over on, with me on that one. Okay, so just really quick here, uh, I'm going to highlight just a couple of things. Were there, were there big splits? Were there places where we kind of, where the people who guessed kind of 
were all over the map on things. Well, there Ocean's were some, Eight was one that induced a lot of disagreement. There were some that were close. Like, uh, yeah. I, w- I want to point this one out because I'm pretty proud. There are some that I did particularly well guessing the score on. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> For example, um, well, and this wasn't hard. Crazy Rich Asians, I was only three points mm-hmm. away from. You're only yeah. four off on Incredibles too. Right. But what's really great is that's easy to do when it's a good movie because you say 90 and you're going to be within 10, right? If sure. It, if right. it's over. Yeah. But The Meg... <laughs> I said 45, and it was 46. Yes. That's pretty yeah, fantastic. That's um, Spy Who Dumped Me also. Yeah, I here's, said here's a, here's, can I just point out about the about the Meg, though? Uh-huh. The Meg was ve- received with less than lukewarm, might even say tepid um, uh, praise. Right. But made a ton of money. Yes. They are for sure we're making, seeing more of these. We're going to see some more Megs. I also was within five on skyscraper, which I I hope I, there, well, there's a bunch that I got that I got within equal, under ten. The equalizer, yeah. you're only you're only seven off on the equalizer too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm feeling good about this. I'm already starting to scout out next summer's. Five got me only four off on. Yeah. So so yeah, I feel I feel good about the ones that landed mm-hmm. well. But as you can see from the scores here, there are a lot more kind of forties fifties range that we didn't see last year. So. Yeah. I, I will say, just to call out, you know, you did really well. You whiffed on Alpha. Yeah. Um, I stand behind my... Uh, I didn't see it, but I, I have no interest <laughs> in seeing it. <laughs> see, and, and, I, and I, part of my... is like, when I when I put these together, I, um, I put too much of my opinion in it. Like, there's too much of me in these scores. Where, sure. Like, if there's a movie that I... And, and some, part of it's wishful thinking. Like, I wanted Mamma Mia to get, like, a... Like a twelve, <laughs> right? You know, and that's just because. And the only reason I could get a twelve is because my mom would like it. So yeah, yeah. So like she would be a. She's a. I As don't it turns out, lots of people's moms liked Mamma Mia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these are reviewers that liked it. Like, what is their excuse? Do a lot of people's moms <laughs> are they professional re- movie reviewers? So, so here's the other thing I'm thinking. I think we need to take into account here, is that and this gets back into the methodology. And I brought this up in May, and I'm bringing it up again now. Mm-hmm. The way that Rotten Tomatoes does their methodology is they look at every review and then they classify, they code it themselves. Right. Is this a positive review right. or a negative review? And it's a little bit arcane how they determine that. Because a lot of times reviews of movies are mixed. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my hunch is that what it means for Mamma Mia to be a positive review for many reviewers is different than what it means for... Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians to be a positive yeah. review. Right? Sure. Crazy Rich Asians is a good movie. And people said, I watched this movie, it was a good movie. Whereas what those reviews probably said for a lot of Mamma Mia was, it's a Mamma Mia sequel, and for what it is, it's fine. See, you say that, but like the people I heard who loved it, loved it. I mean, (laughs) but they know what it is. Exactly. That's part of it. Right. But but they, they, they loved it, and that makes me sad. (laughs) <laughs> so. well i think i mean part of it too is and part of this builds on what chris is saying there's there's a big distinction i think i think sam what you want is you want the reviewers to be closer to like the uh the oscar board like you want the you, you want you want the reviews to match more closely with like what is an objectively good movie i just want them to light mamma mia one and two on fire is what i want <laughs> But and and I think and I think there's there's obviously some relation. I mean, reviewers are more likely to be that than regular people. But but I think that yeah. But there's there's still sort of uh, reviewers. Reviewers. Have, I, I mean, this also brings in I mean, reviewers have different constituencies and audiences and and maybe it's and better that, than I so, thought it. Like yeah. it's better for the people who like it than yeah. I thought it. Like I yeah. Can I throw another thing out here? Please do. I'm looking at the list. 
just as an observation, we have The Incredibles 2 on here, which is a movie for kids, mm-hmm. but clearly a movie for anybody else who likes movies because it's objectively good. Right. And then you have Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. Mm-hmm. And... Which was in the low 60s, is that right? Which 59. Was, Looks like 59. Yeah, 59. Yeah. So just barely fresh. And then there's no... Oh, that's one. not fresh. 59 is not fresh. So you need to hit 60 to get fresh, right? Right, right. Yeah, Okay, yeah. sorry, I misspoke. There's not a lot of other, like, definitively cartoons slash kids' movies. There's not, like, a, um, DreamWorks, other, you know, kind of thing on here or something like that. I wonder if this is a, an effect of Netflix. And I'm thinking about this because I, I so. have kids. Yeah. Mm. Where there's so many things that my kids want to watch that are just on streaming now. And the prospect of paying money to take my kids to the movie theater, it's, it's expensive enough that... I wonder if there's a lot of people in my boat where we're just not taking kids to the movies. And here's another piece of it too, though, is when you when 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 the two of you were children and a movie came out that was targeted at you, how did you learn about it? On TV. Okay. Does Netflix have commercials where they're running all they kinds of ads? Mm-hmm. So ki- I think yeah. kids are less tapped into. It's harder to market to them mm-hmm. in that way. So yeah. even if if they were more aware that Incredibles two came out, maybe Tommy Moore wants to see that. Yeah, but he's and in fact he absolutely would. Okay, right, right, right. So, so, so I think that's a that's a huge, huge piece of it. It's harder to get. There might their be attention. a family costume for Halloween in the works based on the Incredibles. <laughs> Will there be pictures? If I have anything to say about it, no. Oh, <laughs> who do you, want to be? you don't want to see me as Mister Incredible. That's that's just that's a farce. Okay, I would be better at Edna Mode. <laughs> Well, any other? Uh, we we got to get get you guys to class. I really do. Any yeah. other? Uh, any other final observations? I'm wondering if you guys. So I really have enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this way more than I thought I would. I, I will definitely sign up to do this again next year <laughs> to defend my title belt. That's mm-hmm. right. It's harder. Th- it's harder than it looks. I'm, I, I'm positive <laughs> it's harder than it looks. Okay, uh, is there anything else you guys would be willing to do this for? In terms of. Uh yeah, I I'm in on anything because this is the kind of stuff I like. So, do you have do you have something? I was in thinking mind? about um, fall upfronts for television shows. What would be the metric we would mm. use to Metacritic scores? Okay, that's kind of interesting. Although I I feel like TV doesn't come out in the same way. Yeah, it's a little it's a little dicey that way. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a one. There's not a you'd have to look at a season. You'd have to say, well, here's the season um, that we're going to look at for this. And so, uh, so uh, well, well, let, let's turn it around and say, say to, to to our listeners, like, this was fun, and this was fun to do with you guys. Like, I spent probably three times a week I updated this chart, which no one else was going to look at but me <laughs> until now, because I was really into it. So, like, what else do you think would be fun to track this way? Because it made watch. I have to say, it made watching. I didn't watch a lot of the summer movies, but it made watching how movies were rolling out and how they did really fun. My son and I, he would um, frequently ask me. When a movie came out, like okay, what's its score at? Has it moved yet? Has, mm-hmm. like, so like he was really into it. Um, so I totally would do another game like this. It'd be fun to do because the winter's kind of a downer anyhow. It'd yeah. be fun to have something to track uh, track through the winter. So if anybody has any ideas on what would be, can I throw out one other idea? Which do. I don't know if I can get to sell you guys. I like on this is an on air production <laughs> meeting. So go okay, for it. yeah. Well, how would you feel about so every early in the summer, uh, the Minnesota State Fair issues a press release mm-hmm. where they describe all the new foods at the fair. Okay. Mm. What do you think about having us each like kind of go through and and pick like um, um, 
I was trying to think of uh, like primes and pans or something like that. Something we think is going to be really good. Sure, we think sure. it's going to be pretty gross. And then as a group, we go to the fair and try it out. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. That's not something we can do for the winter, though. No, no. We <laughs> but I like it. It's a little, it's little, cool. little summer project for yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so email us if there's um, if anybody has any ideas on what would be uh, what would be another another fun competition to play throughout here. Chris, what else is going to be coming up on the network? We got a lot of things coming up on the network there, Sam. Uh, <laughs> can the board make? Can you give me like a? Can you can you do sounds on the board now? Can we do? Bow, 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 bow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm efforting that. I have everything set up. <laughs> you, we just don't have all the equipment left for you to be able to hear it. So yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on that. But okay, we have. Uh, we're going to be ramping up election shock therapy leading up to the midterms. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably be going to an almost weekly uh, podcast mm-hmm. if we can swing it. I think even if we can't always get everyone in the room, I think we should try to do that. We yeah. will be yeah. podcasting live. It'll be recorded on this on this channel, but it will be live in the Belt University Library this Thursday in celebration of Constitution Day. And our students have asked us to talk about the constitu- constitutional issue of impeachment. So um, we'll have uh, myself and Dr. Bramson and Dr. Garrett from the History Department is joining us for that podcast. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And yeah, Dr. Dr. Crum gets a, gets a hall pass for this one. <laughs> we're going to bring him back for other podcasts in the future, including in a couple of weeks on Saturday, we're going to be uh, podcasting from, uh, again from the library, this time for Bethlehem yep. University. It's October homecoming. 6th, I think. Yes, yeah. with, a, with a midterm midtacular uh, where we'll be talking about all the things related to uh, the upcoming midterm elections. Now, let me just say one thing, and this this may be another type of game. If somebody's looking for a game, so they're, uh, with my class right now, we are playing Fantasy Congress. So with my institution's class. I love that you're now, doing this. Now, Fantasy Congress, back in the day, back in my day, um, when I was an undergrad, my uh, Congress yes, a professor. Good, a, a good solid like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, a little bit longer than that, but yes. It's, um, but anyway, uh, there was an original Fantasy Congress where, which tracked legislation, so how good were the Congress members at actually getting co-signers, moving something through committee, etc. That went defunct um, after like three or four years. But now somebody else has revived it, only this time Fantasy Congress is based on elections. So it's based on uh, basically how many media mentions each candidate gets, um, how much money they're raising, things like that. So um, at any rate, this just went live. Um, now that most now that most states have finished all their primaries, this is now fully live, and I am in second place in my class. Nice. So I, nice. I'm not we, I'm not winning. Should you but be I'm proud close. of second place? I don't know if I'm the professor. Yeah, who, wait, who's beating you? Who's beating me? Let's call him out. I don't know. If, uh, well, uh, uh, Jaron is actually beating me. Okay, yeah, so he's he's he's, he's he's got me right now. Um, but uh, I, uh, but yeah. So so we'll see uh, how how this goes. One of the things I really banked on was media mention. And that's just now being scored. So I'm hoping that like my Mitt Romney pick is going to elevate me here oh, yeah. um, uh, down down the pipe. And I also have like Steny Hoyer and some of these sure. some of these folks. So I'm hoping well. Uh, Nancy Pelosi got stolen out from under me in the draft. So you know, but Aww. still, yeah. So I love everything about this. <laughs> I wanted to televise that draft though. That would be that right. would have been awesome. It, it was it was actually it was it was actually pretty fun. I mean, basically we would, we were we, it was just one class period. We were sitting there you would have somebody ready to go and like it would come to your turn and you suddenly like just start screaming like they're gone who took you know whoever it is you know who took Scott you know whatever <laughs> so I love it yeah that is amazing yeah great so how many people are in that class uh, there's there's uh, uh, how many do I have in there now 10 um, okay. so, so there's 11 of us playing the game because I'm playing right, too right. so yeah. very nice alright guys we've got to go to class at least I do <laughs> so on behalf of my friends here Sam Mulberry and Mitch Crum you've been listening to a live from AC Second 
from the third floor of the HC building. And we'll be back real soon in your podcast feed with either some more politics or some roundtables or some other th- other content that we're producing. Thanks for listening. You can always email us at livefromacsecond at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Go Royals. <laughs>